Hey y'all and welcome to the Stepping Into She podcast. My name is Courtney, the founder and the creator of Stepping Into She. This podcast will feature real relatable women sharing their stories of becoming through their journeys of stepping into she. Topics will include health and wellness, faith, love, sexuality, career, and so much more. Don't forget to like these episodes, subscribe to the podcast, and share with your friends because everyone needs a little journey of stepping into she. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hey, y'all. You are about to check out this episode of Stepping Into She with Casey from the Instagram handle K underscore spot underscore therapy. As a pleasure pusher and a sex therapist, we talk about women feeling deserving of self-pleasure, getting comfortable with self-pleasure, what sex means to you, getting to know your vagina, and so much more. I hope you guys feel as good as I did after this conversation. Thank you. Um, we are super excited to talk to you today. I cannot wait. This is one of my favorite topics. I'm excited. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. So um, before we get started, everyone who's listening, this is our first February episode of Stepping Into She. We are Ooh. starting this month off with a great conversation, some self-love, some self-pleasure, and just like knowing what you want, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you have an amazing guest. Um, Thank you. Who will introduce herself. If you guys are not following her, her Instagram is in the chat. So please click on that so you guys Thank can follow you. her. And then we will get started. So Casey, Thanks. tell us who you are. Tell yes. us a little about yourself. And what can we learn when we go to your page? Absolutely. So I am Casey Polite. I'm a clinical social worker and sex therapist. Um, I own a private practice here in the Dallas area. Um, it's 100% virtual. So I do everything online. Yes, I have clients um, for therapy throughout the state of Texas. And then I see couples and individuals worldwide for uh, sex and relationship coaching services. So definitely check out my site. Um, and it just gives you information about my services. Um, I consider myself a pleasure pusher. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes. So I am, um, I'm pushing the agenda of folks owning their pleasure and experiencing pleasure and letting go of shame and limiting beliefs that block our ability to experience pleasure. So that's what it's about. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. I've never, I like the term pleasure pusher. I'm super excited to hear more about like sex therapy and all of that. I think this, what I've realized, at least in my group of friends, is we've okay. been talking about that a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, for sure. A lot, a lot, for a lot. Sure. Especially now that you have time to check in with yourself. I think Very it's true. super, super important to do that. Um, yeah. So let's jump in. Tell okay. us a little bit about your journey of becoming through therapy and pleasure and sexuality and sensuality. Yeah, so, you know, there's a, there's a huge personal aspect of this for me. So mm -hmm. I've been a therapist for over 19 years, but I didn't start to um, specialize in sex therapy until just a couple of years ago. Mm. And it was from my own personal journey of... Um, really discovering who I am as a sexual woman and defining that for myself. Mm -hmm. So going through some relationships um, where the pleasure was very one-sided yes. and um, I'm not really blaming my partners, to be honest with you. 
I, I didn't speak up for myself. Mm. I didn't have the language. I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the self-esteem. Mm. I didn't have the self-worth, right? Like there were so many layers to that. Um, and so I put myself in situations that um, I was not able to fully be the goddess that I am, right? Yes. And to step into that sensuality. So as I embarked on that journey personally, mm. I was inspired to support other people in it. And that's kind of how that aspect of my therapy was birthed. It was from my own experience. That's awesome. And I think listening to you, I completely can connect with everything you're saying. Um, I think particularly as women, we struggle with that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? Yes, like just being able to speak up for ourselves and yeah. like what we what we like and what we want. So I think yeah. that story resonates with so many women. Um, how was you able to grow into becoming like a sex therapist and being okay with sharing and owning that and kind of walking in that truth? Yeah, and I have to be honest, it was a scary space to enter mm -hmm. because sex is already taboo and very charged um, for a lot of people. It's a word that's often whispered around, around grown-ass adults, right? Yeah. And <laughs> like, um, you know, people still will say that they're not comfortable talking about that. Um, mm -hmm. So... I think the journey for me, just in addition to, you know, I, I had to take postgraduate classes so that I could get some of that understanding and knowledge to incorporate that into therapy practice. Mm -hmm. But personally, there was a lot of um, introspection and journaling and releasing of um, other people's opinion about my sexuality. Mm, I like mm -hmm. that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had to shed that. I had to get rid of that in order to redefine it for myself. That is yeah. not writing that down. I'm sorry. Okay. Write that down. <laughs> write that down. Yeah. I'm like, I need to journal on that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a great place to journal. Um, and honestly, I think even when I, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to specialize in sex. Like I want to be a sex therapist. Having that conversation with my family was like, you know, so mm -hmm. mom, guess what? <laughs> right? So um, fortunately, my mom is amazing um, and very supportive. And, uh, but I think there is still this apprehension. Mm -hmm. And everybody carries with them baggage as it relates to sex. Yes. Right? yes. And so being able to recognize that other people's baggage does not have to be yours. Mm. You can allow people to have their own and it's not your responsibility to clean it up for them. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Mm. And you know, I, it's interesting, the connection between that. And we do have a question in the chat, so I want to get to it in a second. Okay. But the connection between um, like the, the sex baggage and, and shedding that, I think people assume, oh, you have relationship trauma, you have family trauma, all that. But no one really talks about that piece of it. Yes, um, and exactly. you never really think that that is a part of like shedding yes. and owning and all of that. Yes, for sure it is. It's so important. Yeah. Um, so we have a question in the chat. Okay. Um, is it a deal breaker if your partner isn't sexual or in the same or on the same level? Mm, that's a good question. So I think it depends on what your priorities are when you're 
looking for a partner to share experiences with and life with. Mm. You have to assess what it is that you need compatibility-wise, right? If that aspect of who you are is a priority to the point where you know what you need in a partner, and if they don't possess that, Mm. it's okay to say that this isn't the right person for me, right? Among other things. But I think people are often afraid to say that that's a reason that they would Mm -hmm. choose not to be with someone, particularly women, right? Yes, 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 yes. It's okay to say, I have a partner right now that I'm dating, but we're not sexually compatible. And he's an amazing or she is an amazing person. Mm -hmm. And I love a lot of things about them, but because sexually we're just, we're not on that same vibe. We're not in a space where we can grow. I can choose not to be in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's okay, right? It's totally okay. You would choose that related to some other aspect that's important to you. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead. I was going to say just like, now I'm reflecting because I like okay. these interviews. I'm yes, like, go ahead. Guys, let me share. Yes. <laughs> um, I think we are afraid to say that because the the stigma around like, oh, you're not, you don't want to be with someone because they're not on the same sexual level. And you have right. to really realize that it's okay to make that, I guess, a deal breaker in a sense because you don't want to seem um, shallow or <laughs> like, yes. like, like mean. And I think, particularly for women, we kind of always forget that it's okay to own that part of you and say that this is what I need. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I can, I literally can hear the voices of people saying, because I was in a, in a relationship where I was not sexually compatible with the person. And it was one of the reasons I chose not to remain in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that people would say is that, but he does this, this, and this for you. Right. How important is it anyway? You're not always in the bed. And it's like, well, Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe you're not experiencing a lot of pleasure in your relationships. And again, I don't know what your sex baggage is. Right. But this is important to me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I have to own that. And why can't I have all of it? Yes. Yes. Why can't I have all of that? I'm not saying I don't want these other things. I'm just saying I want all of these things. Right, right. Yes, that's so important. I love that. I love that. Um, So I want to ask you another question. You focus a lot on like education and experiences with sex and sensuality. Why is that particularly important for women? Because I know we talk a lot about how it's, and it's obviously socially okay for men to kind of have those experiences Mm -hmm. and have that pushback, but it's really like, it's still that undertone of negativity for women. So talk a little bit about why that is important and why it was important for you to share that. Yeah, you know what? Education and our knowledge is the foundation for understanding who we are. And sex education in America sucks, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> there's no really easy way for me to say that. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I, I want to make sure that I'm putting out educational information that is empowering and it's not one-sided, right? Mm -hmm. It's not education. Like, I need you to know this so that you can pleasure your 
partner. Yes, right. it's important that you do, but it's important that you own your own. And to own your own, you have to be educated on your body and how it works and where mm -hmm. you are emotionally and what you need mentally as far as stimulation and where you are spiritually. Like all of these components are connected to your sexuality mm. and knowing yourself. So it's, it's just, it's vital. I mean, the fact that the clitoris was not fully discovered until 1997, it just makes me vomit. Like every time <laughs> I think about it, I'm just being honest. You know, I never, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> the external part of the clitoris, which mm -hmm. is most of it is inside of our body. Right. It, 1997 98 is when they actually scientifically went in and dissected it and saw oh wow there's more to this than what we <laughs> see on the outside of a person with a vagina wow. like really 1997 like i was graduating school like I, so all that time there's a part of me that mm -hmm. science was not aware of mm. what message does that send about how important my sexuality is Yes. If this is so late in the game being discovered. That connection right there, that blew my mind. <laughs> I'm just saying. We talk about it. We always talk about, you know, women's um like medical needs and all of that, but never like mm -hmm. that connection right there alone kind of is the undertone for sexuality for women. Nineteen ninety seven, we didn't even know about that till ninety seven and then now we're thinking Oh, right. why is it taboo to have these conversations as women? Because no one yeah. really knew. That is crazy. That it is. Right <laughs> no, it's just, it's something when you think about it. So it's mm -hmm. like, well, how important is my sexuality? Right. If it took that long for mm -hmm. that. And it's such a huge part of our pleasure is connected right. to our clitoris. It is our pleasure center. Right. Yeah. Right. So. That's crazy. Um, it I'm is. sorry, my mind's still blowing. <laughs> no, it's good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> One question I did want to ask you, and you, and you yeah. kind of talked about it a little bit, is how your sexuality and sensual pleasure is actually connected to so many other things. I think many times we disconnect yeah. it from Very our emotions. Um, and like when people when we talk about sex, we always say if your head's not in it, you, like you're, it's not going to be good. Not realizing how connected it is. So yeah. talk, if you can talk a little bit about. Um, how we can understand that connection and if you have any um, tips from your journey on how you were able to kind of connect all all of the senses together. Yeah so I, I like that question because you do often hear people say you know it starts in your mind mm -hmm. and yes it does but if your sexuality is not connected to those other key pillars mm -hmm. of you as a person and what defines mm -hmm. you your mm -hmm. emotional intelligence um, again, your spirituality, your creativity, your connection with the arts, like all of those things are what make you, you. Right. So in order for you to tap into who you are sexually and to express it, it has to go beyond the mind. It mm -hmm. has to go into the heart of who you are. It has to go into the way that you express, um, creativity. It has to go mm -hmm. into, um, connecting with where you are emotionally. So I think the first thing that I personally had to do, and when I work with clients, one of the things that I do is really think about what is your reason for having sex? Mm. Like, answer that question. Like, why do you have sex? Yeah. 
you have to understand what that means for you mm -hmm. to understand the experience that you are creating. And I say it all the time that sex is not something that you do. It yeah. is an experience you create mm -hmm. with another person or persons, yeah. right? So it's important to understand why you do it. That's interesting. I've never thought of that question before. <laughs> so why do you have sex? Like, let's talk about it. Like, why do you have sex? Like, what is, what is your reason? So I would say my initial reaction to that is I have sex because I feel like it's part of what you should be doing with people. <laughs> okay. Um, so I automatically go to like, oh, sex is a thing. You're in a relationship, sex happens. Like that's a part okay. of it. That's the reason, that's one of the reasons you're in a relationship. Um, okay. If I think about it a little bit more, I would say I have sex because I want to experience, experience pleasure, but I okay. don't think I fully experience that in sex to say that that is the full reason mm. that's good mm -hmm. yeah yeah so what do you need to do to change that for yourself so that you are pursuing pleasure in mm. your sexual encounters okay so we're gonna we're gonna get all honest so like yeah let's <laughs> Let. I love it. I love. I love this conversation. I can't help it. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I would say what I need to do to have pleasure is to be honest with myself about what I need, and then yeah. be comfortable in saying that and okay. telling someone how to get there. Yeah. Like I think part of part of my fear and why I don't have pleasure in sex is I'm afraid if I tell like if I tell a guy, hey, you're actually not doing this right. Can you do this different? It's like oh, damn, I messed it up. Or like, or like okay. now I'm seen as like, for lack of better terms, like a bitch. And <laughs> like yeah. a guy how to do something that he feels is the thing that he should know how to do, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Because so much of masculine identity can be connected to sexual performance. Mm -hmm. when you have a penis, right? Mm -hmm. So this idea that we're challenging that concept can feel threatening. Mm -hmm. um, but when you do it from a place of um, still connecting with mm -hmm. someone and, and wanting to create a space where you can talk op openly and safely about it, about what you need. I mean, it's no mm -hmm. different than if I go to a restaurant and they bring me my food back and it's cold, I'm not right. gonna say, oh, I don't want the chefs to feel bad about this food they prepared. Right. So I'm just gonna eat this cold food that I'm also paying for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I'm gonna say, I'm sorry, this is really not hot. Mm -hmm. And is there any way that I can have a new plate of food, right? right. Mm -hmm. You should do the same because you're creating an experience. When I eat, I'm, I'm creating a pleasurable experience of enjoying the food, the right. taste, how it smells, right? The whole mm -hmm. experience. The same goes for you. When yeah. you are creating an experience sexually, you want to make sure the other person knows what's important to you and what you mm -hmm. need and what they're doing that you like, right? Like right. all of that. It's not just about criticism, but it's also about... Yo, you're doing a good job in this one area. I'm gonna need you to keep doing that. <laughs> keep keep doing, doing that. that. 
Um, someone in the chat said, or we are, or we, or that we are very experienced. Yes. I also think women feel embarrassed to say that yes. because then it makes them seem like you're a hoe because you know, you like can tell me how to do this thing that I should know how to do. Yes. Um, that's a big one too. Yeah, it is. But it's crazy <laughs> for me to think that we should make other people feel that they should know how to please us. Mm just because they know how to please somebody else. Yes, that is but so I'm, true. I'm not the other person. Right. And we connect that to like, don't treat me like that because I didn't do what this person did, not realizing yeah. that. It's the same thing with sex. It's, it's the, the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you now, should be experiencing pleasure every single time that you have sex because you should be advocating for that on some mm -hmm. level. Yes. I do want to touch on something you said or kind of something that came out of the conversation. Um, you posted like a, a IG, a reel when you talked about how to be able to say and share what you need with your partner. So mm. I guess I'm asking for me and anyone else who's listening, um, what are some tips when I do have that relationship with someone and yeah. maybe it's not going sexually the way that I thought it was? How can me and anyone else listening kind of start that conversation and feel comfortable saying like, I care about you. I want this to work, but I need a little bit more in this area. Yeah. So I think you start by asking the other person, what do they enjoy most hmm. about having sex with you? Hmm. Right. So you, you want to get the person comfortable just talking about it before hmm. you start saying, where you want to enhance it. So just mm -hmm. open the conversation. Okay. What do you enjoy most about our sex together? And from that conversation, they're gonna obviously pinpoint the things they enjoy, which mm -hmm. then opens the door for you to share things that you do enjoy that they do, mm -hmm. right? So then you affirm those things. Now we're at a place where we have some good foundation and then we can segue into so here are some things that I've been thinking about that could enhance our experience and mm. what I'm feeling. Then you share what that is, which one of the things that I hear very often from folks with vaginas is that when they are receiving oral pleasure, the person who's doing it, their technique is not stimulating enough for them. Yep, that's true. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've been there. So. Again, <laughs> sensitive topic. But if you start the conversation off with what you enjoy, you know, I like it when you kiss my inner thighs first before mm. you stimulate my clitoris, mm -hmm. right? Give them the positive. Then you go in with one of the things that really I think would allow me to experience pleasure is when you slow down. Mm. One of the complaints I get a lot is that their partner's go too fast, mm -hmm. like they're just all over the place. <laughs> and they're not getting the stimulation that they need and they don't know how to say that. Now, one of the things you can do, of course, in the moment is you can hold the person's head mm -hmm. and kind of guide them into the space. And hopefully they may or may not pick up on the cue, like, oh, she wants <laughs> me to like stay right here in this spot. Mm -hmm. Okay, then you can talk about it later and say, so did you notice when I had my hand on your head? One of the things that I was trying to do 
is I liked this one motion you were doing with your tongue and I really wanted you to stay right there. Mm. And that's what I was doing. How helpful is that? I mean, you hope that the person you're engaged with wants you to experience pleasure. So right. hopefully they'll be receptive to the feedback. That's good. That's good. I'm mm -hmm. over here taking notes. No problem. No <laughs> and then we're going to come back and watch it in a bit and be like, let me take some more notes. <laughs> um, I do want to ask a question. Um, and, and I know I have some other questions that I think that we can kind of jump into in a second. But I was listening to the podcast that you're a part of. And one of the mm -hmm. things you talked about was um, women feeling, I guess, kind of insecure when they can't do certain things. Um, mm -hmm. And like, having to rise to the level or feeling like, for instance, oral sex is like, I don't want to call it a whole thing, but like they feel like yeah. certain only certain women do that um, or that if they're not good at it, then it's bad. So can you talk a little bit about how women can kind of move past that, that stigma or that feeling when it comes sure. to certain, certain te sexual techniques, particularly not just for those who are single, but those who may be in a relationship as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you want to identify where the message came from that you received about it. Mm. So where did you learn that that was hoe behavior mm. or that was frowned upon, right? So mm -hmm. I was working with a client the other day who is in a relationship and she said she really enjoys giving oral to her husband. But the problem is she can hear her mother say, don't put your mouth on a oh. penis. She remembers that as a little girl, right? Wow. And so as a result of that, it has carried on into her adult life. And even mm -hmm. though she knows she's in a space where she's comfortable and she can do this, it's hard for her to disconnect from that shame. Mm -hmm. So you have to identify where it, where it comes from and recognize the person's intention for saying it. Ooh. So that way you can put context to it before you can release it. So you don't want to own someone else's shame. Yes. So her mom may have had her own shame related to that, but that doesn't mean that now she has to um, embody that herself. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. good. Yeah, so find the source. Think about the source. Think about what the message was, mm -hmm. right? Think about the potential intent, because then you put it into context. Right. Then you can release it and redefine it for yourself. Hmm, I like that. Mm -hmm. I need to, I definitely need to do some of that. <laughs> yeah, we all do. I mean, definitely. I think <laughs> yes. that's something that is, um, yeah, something that's ongoing. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I do want to make a comment. I love, um, Natasha made a comment about um, if you hold on to someone's head, you have to ask permission first. And I'm glad you said that because mm -hmm. related to consent. So I think that a lot of conversation about sex and what people are comfortable with happens after mm. sex and mm. not before. So to Natasha's point, what you're comfortable with, that conversation needs to happen beforehand. Yes. So the conversation of, are you comfortable with me putting my hands on your head if I decided to do that during a set, is that off limits for you or is that something you're comfortable with? Mm. And that's just in general, so that you know what the person is comfortable with. You don't know what might trigger somebody. So right. I appreciate her saying that. 
That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a lot in the chat. Everybody I know. I'm trying not to look at it so I can stay focused. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm going to try to to check and make sure if there are any questions. Okay. So we have that. Um, I'm not ashamed to say what I like and how. I'm glad yeah. you said that because I want to segue into that. Um, one of the questions I have for you is some of the stigma associated with women experiencing pleasure or learning how they like to experience pleasure. I think when we talked about it a little bit earlier, the um, the the vulnerability feeling behind that um, yeah. and the fear behind that. Talk a little bit about the stigma and how we can get to a point, especially during this month of February for our single ladies, because I'm single. So I need to learn that. So when okay. <laughs> I get to the relationship, I can be able to have that conversation. But talk a little bit about the stigma around women being able to do that and then how we can move past it. Yeah. So I think I, I would pose this question to you. And that is, what does it mean to be vulnerable sexually? Mm. Like, what about that is scary? Hmm. So I guess, okay. So y'all gonna learn something new about me today. <laughs> so I guess for me, being vulnerable sexually means saying that I don't, I'm not great at everything. Mm. Um, okay. I may not know how I like certain things to feel, so I might have to learn as I go. Yeah. Um, and not yeah, coming to the experience, already having it in my mind that this is what I like or this is what I don't like. Because I may learn something new, um, but then it's also the fear of not really knowing what I like. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like a lot. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and the reason I asked, you that and I want people who are listening to ask themselves that question about what do I fear about being vulnerable because that's how you start to break down the stigma specific for you right like so in society we know where the stigma is coming from right mm -hmm. so sex has been a very penis centered event yes. right mm -hmm. And fortunately, you know, we are in a space where um, alternative relationship styles are more accepted and celebrated and put out on social media. Um, people choosing who they want to have pleasure with, regardless of the person's gender and identity, is, you know, more in pop culture and mm -hmm. celebrated. There's more of a voice there. Yeah. So as an individual, you have to really understand and assess what are your fears around the vulnerability piece mm. so that you can dismantle those. So you can be in a space where you can love freely, um, give up your body in a way that's free and safe and comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. um, give yourself permission to receive pleasure. Mm. Right. So, good mm -hmm. that's good okay yeah okay. without this idea of like i'm being selfish no yeah. you're not mm -hmm. you're not being selfish if you're hungry you eat are you selfish because you want food right no it's right. the same with sex you're not yes. selfish because you want to experience pleasure but you have to give yourself permission to do that and it's also it's also like you are deserving of it just like the other person is deserving of you giving the pleasure exactly. you're deserving of leaving it I'm connecting that. <laughs> yeah. Um, we do have a question. How do, um, oh, how do mm. I remove the chats to have a better view of the speakers? You just have to kind of. Oh, I think you have to. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I don't, don't remember how to do that. <laughs> I don't either. 
here. I'm trying to look right now, and I don't know how to. I think to... you just move it down if you move it down. Or like I'm trying to type something in the oh, chat man. and then hit send. It might pop might pop off. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. So the vulnerability question is important. I, I don't think I've ever thought about that. Um, and I guess mm -hmm. as I'm thinking through it, I'm wondering, I'm sure a lot of other women have not thought about that either just because of the stigma around women being able to be vulnerable. And, yeah. and we've been having this conversation in the world about just like women owning their sexuality, like Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion, just mm -hmm. being open about it um, and giving okay. women permission to really do that themselves without the fear that comes with it. Um, yeah. So I think that's important. That's important. Um, For sure. So then the next question, the follow-up question I have to that is what are some of the difficulties associated with women being able to pursue pleasure with confidence? Mm. So I think the, the barriers are um, oftentimes women care too much about what other people think about them. Mm -hmm. So they don't pursue it freely because fear of judgment and mm -hmm. how they'll be seen. Mm -hmm. um, I think another piece is insecurity. Yeah. Right. So if you feel like you don't have experience in a particular area, it's hard to confidently pursue it. Um, so I think that's another challenge. I think mm -hmm. the other challenge is just not knowing yourself. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. So depending on where you put your focus in your life, are you very career driven? Are you very, um, like as most of your role might be as a parent, as a caregiver, like whatever your role is, you may not be devoting enough time and feeding that sensual and sexual side of you. So mm. then it's hard to connect with it because it feels very separate from you. Yes. So one of the questions I, I typically ask um, women in our sessions is what is your relationship with your vagina? Like, are y'all cool? Mm. Are you distant? Like, mm. do you have a good relationship? Is it just kind of the separate part of you that's down there? Like, what is your relationship? Or are you best friends? Like, how close are you? I actually made a conscious decision this year to, like, get closer with her. Okay. <laughs> because I'm, I don't think I've ever had a relationship with my vagina. I think it was kind of just, mm -hmm. like, the the understanding is it does these things. It's open yes. when it's open. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's closed when it's closed. And because sex is not the thing that people talk openly about and share you know, right. not just their experiences, but how you can just be confident in that. My relationship was, it really wasn't there. It was like, she was mm -hmm. a part of me, but she was just a piece, not like a part of me, if that makes sure. sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. it does. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's an important place to start. Mm. So you have to repair or enhance that relationship in yeah. order to pursue pleasure with confidence. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. And have a good relationship with your body. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Are you yes. comfortable in your own skin? Do you have to have sex with the lights off? Because mm -hmm. you're concerned about how you might look? You yeah. know, can you look at yourself in the mirror with confidence? What do you say to yourself? What is your self talk? Like what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what messages are you giving yourself? All of that's going to impact your ability 
to pursue pleasure. Everything is so connected. Um, <laughs> Everything. <laughs> yes. Um, so we have a question in the chat. Is it expected that sexual sexually will decline as you get older? Um, I, I assume mm -hmm. that, you're, that you're asking, is it expected that as you get older, your sexual desire or sexual pleasure will decline? I've heard people ha say that that happens. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. <laughs> it really, it honestly, it really varies. So I think if you have a vagina, you are more likely to have fluctuations with your um, hormones. So if your estrogen starts to drop, which is connected to your sex drive, um, that sex drive is going to decrease. But there's so many other things that impact your drive, right? Mm -hmm. So your diet, your environment, um, mental health, your emotional health, like all of these things can impact it. Um, you know, a lot of women kind of come into their sexual peak around 40. Mm. And um, they have a, a higher drive. Um, so it just depends on the person. Yeah. Um, when you think about testosterone levels in mm -hmm. men, it can drop it can start to drop um, at age 35 and drop as they get older. So there can be some decrease um, for men in that space. So again, it really just depends on what's happening, but you can have a very active sex life at 70 and be getting it in. So yes. it, just, it just depends. <laughs> it depends on your lifestyle. Yes. Yes. I know a lot of older people. I'm like, they're like, yes, sex is still a thing. I'm like, I need to, I, I aspire to be that. Yes. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. Um, yeah. So we have a comment and then a question. I think okay. that some women make sex more difficult than it has to be. Um, mm. That I, I could say that's that's true. I would I would agree personally. Mm. I would agree with that. Yeah, um, for sure. I'm not sure if other people will. And then the question is, what do you suggest for women to get more familiar with their vagina? Yes, in the month Good of question. self love February. Yes, I think one of the first things um, is looking at it. Mm with a mirror up close in person yeah. and showing appreciation to your clitoris, to your labia, like understanding what, what it looks like, mm -hmm. but also looking at it after you're aroused because Ooh. it looks very different. Mm -hmm. It does not look the same. And a lot of people, here's the thing. If you don't even know what it looks like mm -hmm. in its different states, how close are you? Right, right. Right? So your labia is going to swell. The color can change. For some people, it's a hue of purple or violet. You should know. <laughs> yes, because of the blood flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you need to look at it when you're aroused. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So that is one way to get to know um, your vagina is really being able to look at it in its different states of arousal or when you're relaxed, different times of month, of the month, depending on your cycle. Mm. Um, it is being mindful about how you care for it, right? Ooh, so yes. what are you washing it with? What kind mm. of underwear are you wearing, right? Like, are you making sure your underwear has cotton so that you're not having synthetic fibers directly on your labia and mm. your vulva, right? Like, so really being intentional about how you treat it, what you mm. do, what you call it. What do you call it? I don't, I don't have a name, actually. I need to, I need to get one. <laughs> you need to get one. It is a sacred space. 
one. <laughs> yeah. So it is, it's your sacred space. So what does that mean for you? Mm. And is there some healing that still needs to happen? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I think you kind of touched on this question a little bit, but I will pose it in the chat. Yeah. How do you get more comfortable with your vagina? Yeah. Get that mirror out. Mm -hmm. Spread your legs. Yes. Look at it. <laughs> Show appreciation and identify any limiting beliefs or understandings that you have about your vagina and its purpose. Do you mm. see it as powerful? Do you Ooh. see it as a space for just the person who is going inside of it or providing pleasure? Like, what role does it play in your pleasure? Ooh, that's Do good. you speak up for it, right? Like, that's how you improve that relationship. Mm. And there's another question that says, do you suggest self-pleasure? Yes, not only do I suggest self-pleasure, <laughs> she be telling I you do it. strongly <laughs> encourage daily self-pleasure. Mm, okay. Daily self-pleasure. Absolutely. It's a form of self-love. Mm. It's a way to connect to your sensuality. It's a way to slow you down and connect you to your breathing. It gives you a chance to experience different levels of orgasm. Um, it gives you a space to explore the journey of pleasure because yes. self-pleasure isn't just about the orgasm. If you make it about the orgasm, you're missing most of the experience. That's mm. just like the cherry on the top. Right. The experience is the pleasure. The experience is the fantasy, the space that you go as you are experiencing that pleasure. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, I highly recommend yes. it. Yes, highly, and I think, highly, highly. <laughs> I think um, for me, my personal experience has always been that time between start to like end. You don't really experience because you're you've been told that you have to get to this end, or you've been told that yeah. you know climax is like where you want to be. So you're, and I don't know if other women feel like this. You're always like running to get to that end piece that end yes. game because it's like that's what you want to experience and then you miss out yeah. on everything and that's I guess that's really where you figure out you learn about yourself is that it's that middle exactly mm -hmm. yes that's the part that you don't want to miss out on right right yeah that's, that's the so experience good. yeah that's so good that's, that's so good experience. um <clears throat> do you let's see uh, do you have an experience with the pink pill mm. for ladies? What do you suggest? Or is it good? I've never, I don't really know what the pink pill yes, is. Yes. So I am familiar. I do have some clients that have used it. I don't typically recommend it only because um, I don't know how someone's body is going to metabolize it and if there's going to be any side effects. But I will tell you from the people who I know have used it, mm -hmm. they love it. So, you know. I think it's always good to look at the ingredients, always good to check with the pharmacist to see if there's any medication that you're taking, particularly if you have high blood, uh, high blood pressure or hypertension, mm. um, because a lot of those pills, the goal is to increase blood flow to your clitoris and labia. And so you just never know how that might in impact your body, depending on other health issues. But I've heard wonderful <laughs> things. I know. I've heard wonderful things. I've never used it personally. Um, but I've heard great things about it. Yes, yes. So I have a couple more questions, but we do have a few more in the chat that I okay. want to get to. And then um, 
if anyone else has any additional questions once we get to the end please feel free to dm casey she's amazing yes. go to her page thank you see her reels thank Check you her IGTV. listen to her podcast because i love I appreciate it. it thank you <laughs> um, thank you do you think it's common for self-pleasure to increase the desire for sex with the person i ask because would you still suggest self-pleasure for those who don't have a sustainable partner oh absolutely yes i do um so you always want to think about the reason you are engaging in self-pleasure at that time. So are you doing it because you, you just want to experience the pleasure? Are you doing it because um, you know the importance of keeping blood flow going to that area, particularly mm -hmm. if you're single and you don't have a sexual partner? Um, there's some kind of medicinal advantages to mm -hmm. self-pleasure because you are continuing to keep that blood flow going to the, to um, your genitalia in a way that you may not if you're not being sexually active. So um, yeah, I think it's vital. It can yes. increase arousal. Um, and again, you don't always have to do it to experience climax. So you can mm. do it just to heighten that sexual tension for yourself. And you can even deny yourself the orgasm as a way to tease your body and to have that buildup of arousal. Mm, that's so true. That's so mm -hmm. true. And I would say, I guess my question kind of tied to all of that is um, I've never, I didn't realize um, self-pleasure should be a daily thing. <laughs> yeah. And according guess, to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Cause you also have central care, self-care central Sundays. Yeah. Um, so I love that. So <laughs> thank you. That's definitely, um, big so and we talked about it a little bit um but if anyone has any comments or questions to this in the chat please let me know but we also have a question um you address the shame we we attach to our pleasures how do you reconcile that with biblical principles oh that's i don't that's a lot yeah no that's a great question because here's the thing you want to keep in mind too right like particularly on social media platforms there's lots of different sex therapists and sex educators and people who are putting information out. But at the end of the day, you filter it through the lens of your personal values. Mm -hmm. That is going to be important. Mm -hmm. So people who are in a space where they need to seek um, faith-based sex therapists, mm -hmm. they should do that because that's in alignment with what's important to them. So right. some of what you might hear me say or someone else say may not be in alignment with what you know to be true for you. And that's okay, right? Like I want people to own these experiences for themselves right? Um, and recognize what place in their life that they are and get the, the support they need that supports their values. So I think if you hear something that might challenge or contradict something that you believe, study it for yourself, investigate it for yourself, talk to people who share that same value that you share so that you have support around it. Yes, that's good. That's mm -hmm. good. And like you said, you filter it through your values. I think as we're having this conversation, yeah. I'm sure it's resonating with people about things that they, how they feel or like what's important to them based on their values. And I think absolutely what I've learned so far is <laughs> like, I am deserving of all of this all of the pleasure that I give yeah. to someone else. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to say that. As a yeah. woman, it's okay to say that openly and feel that. 
Yeah, um, <laughs> definitely. So I did have a question and it was tied to one of the questions earlier in the chat. So I will bring it back. Okay. Um, so if women are looking to start their journey into self-pleasure, into self-care, um, into being central with themselves, how do they start? Mm. I think that was a question earlier in the chat. Yeah. I called it and I was like, I'm going to come back to it. Yeah. I mean, I think <clears throat> you start with the willingness to be open to new information. And once you're open to new information, then you seek out the information. So whether that's from a sex therapist or coach like myself or someone else or a book, right? Like you, you start with the education piece, then you can start applying what you're learning as part of your journey. Um, I strongly recommend journaling to everyone, right? Journaling your experiences, your sexual thoughts, your fantasies, um, and really sitting with those and writing them so mm. you can process what those are. That's good. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And we kind of started, we started off the, the, the live with the Antoinette tale from hotels, which I love so much. My job. Yes. Um, yeah. I think <laughs> that is one of my favorites on her album because it's just so real and it's so raw. Um, and it talks mm -hmm. about like that stigma amongst women and, and feeling that, and we talked about it a little bit, so yeah. I do want to circle back to one of the yeah. questions I saw earlier in the chat, which is just um, women just feeling comfortable knowing that they're going, they may go into a relationship not knowing everything sexually or not knowing how to do everything sexually um, yeah. and being okay with that. Is there, do you have any like suggestions? Um, and I can't yeah. remember the question off the top. I'm going to try to scroll back up, but it, that was mm -hmm. kind of the gist of it. Just women feeling comfortable knowing and like you said, I think it goes back to like why you have sex and like you know your vagina and all of that. Um, feeling uncomfortable, not knowing everything, but then being okay with still pursuing pleasure. Yeah. So I think again, we we have to think about sex as we do other parts of our life. It's not this separate thing. Mm -hmm. So you have to treat it that way. So you're not hard on yourself if you go into a new job and you don't know everything, mm. right? So why are you being hard on yourself? Because it's in the category of sex. Mm. Like you really have to be patient with yourself and don't have unrealistic expectations that you're supposed to be the sex goddess with right. all of this ability. That's not fair for you. Mm. So recognizing that it's okay if you don't know what to do, but you're open and you're comfortable with your body mm -hmm. and you have a healthy relationship and sense of self-worth and self-esteem to mm -hmm. explore it. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. That self-worth yeah. and self-esteem is super important. Um, oh, yes. Right. <laughs> Writing oh, yes. thoughts, that's great advice. Um, we have another question. Your opinion about pornography as a couple sexual stimulus? Okay, that's good. Um, mm -hmm. Any suggestions for women who can't experience vaginal orgasms even during self-pleasure? Mm. Okay, so during self-pleasure, um, I would say experiment with different toys that stimulate the clitoris mm -hmm. to see if you're able to experience an orgasm from just clitoral stimulation and not from vaginal penetration. Mm -hmm. um, the vagina does not have a lot of nerve endings in the canal. Most of our mm -hmm. nerve endings are on the clitoris or in the G, 
the G area. It's more than a spot. It's like a cluster of nerves <laughs> inside of your body. Mm -hmm. So um, that's probably the first thing that I would think of. And then there, there is a position where it's like the missionary remix, we'll say. So mm -hmm. if you're having sex with someone with a penis and you're in the missionary position and you're lined up where you're face to face, what you can do is have the person on top elevate themselves a little bit mm -hmm. so that their shoulders are in line with your face. Oh. This position is gonna create a kind of 45 degree angle going mm -hmm. into the vaginal canal, which can help stimulate um, the nerve endings that are connected to the internal clitoris. And it's mm -hmm. also gonna stimulate the outer clitoris. So women often can experience an orgasm that way mm. versus just regular missionary. So trying different positions as well, but making sure you have some clitoral stimulation during penetration will increase the likelihood of you having an orgasm. Mm, I like that. Now yeah. I do, um, I know this is something interesting, but I do want to touch on this because we have a lot of guys in the chat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and we've been talking a lot about, you know, women feeling comfortable to be vulnerable and open to that. Um, if you can talk I'll share a little bit about this for the men who are in the chat who are asking, like they do want to know what a woman wants and all of that. How can they receive the information from a woman and be open to receiving her feelings or her questions or some of the conversations she wants to have around sex? Yeah. Well, I think also, I mean, men just have to take off this expectation that they're supposed to know. Mm. Um, and approach their lover in a way that they are feel comfortable being open and they won't be judged for their comments and what they say they need sexually mm -hmm. um, and bringing up the topic of sex more frequently mm. but not in a way that's saying we need more or I'm not satisfied yeah but bringing it up the same way you would bring up other aspects of the relationship that you're trying to grow Mm -hmm. Right. So you need to talk about it and normalize the conversation and that mm -hmm. can help. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. as you say that, what I'm thinking of is like in past experiences where I may have been in a relationship where sex was like a common topic. Well, not a common topic. It was brought up a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I would shy away from it because I was uncomfortable with how I felt about yeah. what I liked and like yeah. how I thought sex was. So I kind of like dismissed it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, in that same line, how can, a, I guess, women as we are experiencing pleasure and all of that, and maybe, maybe this is just for me, I don't know if anyone else has this question, but as someone okay. who may be uncomfortable with how, what they know about sex and someone having a partner come to them and say, hey, this is what I think, being able to kind of go with that and not feel either rejected or like, too vulnerable or afraid or kind of pushed away? I think the first thing is just be honest with your partner to tell them you're uncomfortable. Mm. Like call it what it is. Don't hide that it's uncomfortable for you mm -hmm. and just not talk about it and avoid mm -hmm. it without addressing what is your emotion behind it. Yeah. Your partner needs to understand how you feel. Mm. So if you're not comfortable call that elephant what it is and start there and examine why you're not comfortable. 
that is the only way you're going to get to the side of being comfortable yes. is addressing why you're not. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely writing that down. Um, we have one more question in the chat and then I have um, one last follow-up question for you, but does, and I think you might have touched on this a little bit earlier, but does men play, do men play a role in helping women understand her sexuality? Oh, yes. I think um, as lovers, we play a role in each other's understanding of, because um, again, you don't create this experience by yourself. You're creating mm. it with somebody else. So just like any other experience you have, you learn and grow with somebody through it. So you want to think of it in that way as well. So absolutely. But the growth comes through the conversation about it afterwards, the processing, right? Don't just do this thing and then no one talks about it anymore, right? Mm -hmm. That's where you can help support the growth of each other. Yes, yes. I like that. I like that. Um, I know we have another question and you kind of answered it again, but I, I will ask it for any new listeners coming on who maybe thinking about it in the conversation, how do you begin your journey of self-love sexually? Yes, Ex acceptance of your body, um, examining your limiting thoughts about sex and your sexuality, addressing shame, mm -hmm. and um, changing your relationship with yourself. And that starts mm -hmm. with your, your self-talk. Um, and also, I think relinquishing some control. Ooh, so sometimes we're trying to kind of control what's happening to us. Being sexual can be a very vulnerable space, but recognizing that there's power in vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Those are all good. Those are all good tips. I will share. Is it okay if I share those tips with everyone? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. Because <laughs> I'm like, they're for me, but I know someone else. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so one of the last questions I have for you in line with stepping into she and owning your journey, um, what does stepping into she mean to you? And what is one way that you have stepped into she throughout your journey of pleasure and sexual um, experience and sexual confidence, I would say? Okay. So I guess the first, okay, go back because my attention span is like, Okay. okay, the first part of the question. <laughs> what does the first question she mean to you? Okay, so I think for me, that means um, fully embracing my power. And when I say power, that's um, my ability to live out my purpose in life mm. without having to explain it to anybody as okay. to why this is my purpose, mm. right? And that's in anything. It's not just in my work as a sex therapist, but just how I show up for myself, the choices that I make, um, the people I choose to engage with, the experiences I desire to have. Stepping into that is saying, I don't have to explain to you why. Yes. I own it for myself. I make the choice. I do it and I enjoy it. Mm. Yes, I love that. I love that. Thanks. Okay, now what was the second part of the question? <laughs> so um, the second part of the question was, uh, what is one way you have been able to do that through your journey of being a sex therapist or your, journey, or your personal journey of pleasure and sexual confidence? Um, I think one of the ways I've been able to do that personally, um, I'm, I'm a recovering people pleaser, mm. right? So I used to wear that title 
And sometimes I wore it proudly as if it were mm. a good thing. Mm. Um, and there are benefits to it, but just like anything else, there's two sides. Yeah. And um, there was a part of being a people pleaser that I sacrificed who I was as a person. Mm. And so part of my journey was letting that go and holding on to the positive aspects of people pleasing. Really, that just means my ability to um, consider another person, Mm. right? And be in tune with what they want and who they are and what they need, but not at the cost of me losing myself. Yes. 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 That's deep. That's deep. Um, okay. I have a question if it's okay to ask. Okay. <laughs> that you just brought me to something. Um, okay. And it, it's in line with the topic. And I also share being a people pleaser and trying to like move past that yeah. in particular, when it comes to being, being a people pleaser and sex, how do you like move past, like grow out of that or move past that? I don't know if that's, if I'm mm. asking the question right, but in my mind, I was like, oh, I can see how in my life, sex has played a part of like that people pleasing. And as yeah. I'm growing out of it, out of that to be more vulnerable and comfortable and confident, um, what is like one tip that you would give? <laughs> so I think, and it's, I mean, there's a lot to that, but um, I think the first thing is redefining what sex means for you Mm -hmm. because if your definition is more about the experience and mutual pleasure it'll be difficult to stay in a space of it being one-sided like recognize Mm -hmm. that that's not balanced yeah so there is nothing wrong with wanting to make sure that your partner is pleased there is power in that there is confidence in that um it's it feels good to know that you're pleasing someone. So Mm -hmm. all of those things are important. And your pleasure is equally as important. Mm -hmm. So recognizing that I think is gonna be the important thing. So just redefining what sex means for you. Okay, I'm gonna do that. (laughs) That's gonna be in my journal this week. Journal about it. (laughs) Journal about it. Um, thank you so much for this conversation. Yeah, so my good. pleasure. Thank you for um, allowing me to be vulnerable and share my experience. Yes, thank you for being open. Yeah, thank you for being open. I do want to um, have you share the ways that our listeners can connect with you, how sure. they can kind of, um, if they need a sex therapist, where they can go. I know sure. you have a lot of things happening, so just tell us where we can find more, um, sure. not just about this topic, but more about you as well. Absolutely. Well, certainly on my Instagram, I think that is um, my play space uh, primarily. Um, So I think you put my handle in there. People can Mm -hmm. see uh, K-Spot Therapy. So that's definitely a place. I have a Patreon community as well where I'm able to kind of get a little bit more up close and intimate with folks um, in that space. and my website and all of those links are available in my Instagram bio. Um, I am taking clients right now for individual and couples therapy and um, coaching services. So if that's something you're interested in, you can just go to my website and click schedule consultation and I'll definitely send you the link so you can get that scheduled. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how you connect.
I love that. I love that. And is there anything, um, any new things on the horizon that are coming that we should be excited about? Mm, it's always new things on the horizon. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say stay connected to my Instagram because that is where I will, uh, I will share that information. Yeah, yes, things yes. are under wraps, but they're, they're in the works. They're so coming. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I love that. So um, there was a question. Yes, this will be available on IGTV Live for you to go awesome. back and take some more notes and listen. Yeah. Um, because Thank I you. definitely need to go back and listen and take some more notes. Thanks for having um, me. Yes. Thank you for coming on and sharing your experience with us, sharing your expertise and kind of just sure. talking to us and giving us some tips. Um, yes. This was amazing. My I pleasure. am so excited to start my February IGTV series with you. And it's a pleasure because I'm honored. I'm going to be on it. Yes. <laughs> I'm honored. Um, yes. So, yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you for coming on. And we look forward to connecting with you more through Instagram and seeing what you have coming up this year. Yes. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Hey, y'all. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Stepping Into She podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And if you would like to check out the top five things I learned from this conversation and more, head over to my Instagram page, Stepping Into She, to check it out. You can also watch this interview under the IGTV icon on my Stepping Into She Instagram page. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. Also, feel free to DM me on Instagram for topics and conversations that you would like to hear under the Stepping Into She podcast. Thanks.